Radio 4 Breakfast. 48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. A top microbiologist says he expects the government to ramp up measures to combat the coronavirus. An executive councillor says he and the other experts on the government's advisory panel agree that all bars and restaurants should be closed, while the federation representing the food and beverage industry rejects the call. A microbiologist says he expects the government will have to scale up measures to combat the spread of the coronavirus as a second wave of infections is underway. Dr Siddharth Sridhar from the University of Hong Kong was commenting as calls grow for the government to close bars, restaurants, cinemas and gyms. We've been taking a pragmatic approach of continuing business as normal as far as possible for the last two months. However, with this second wave and the rest of the world collapsing under the burden of coronavirus, I think the uh, measures that we have to take are going to have to be scaled up. Bar, restaurant and gym closures and stricter social distancing rules. Hong Kong reported another 44 cases yesterday, some of whom had attended gatherings in Lan Kwai Fong and Soho. Executive Councillor Lam Ching Choi says both he and the four experts advising the government on the coronavirus all agree that restaurants and bars should be closed. He told an RTHK radio show that the government could also consider shortening public transport hours. But the government says it first needs to discuss with the industry about a shutdown. The Commerce Secretary, Edward Yao, says the government needs to prepare for the worst, but also allow life to continue amid the crisis. He noted many industries had taken measures, such as restaurants providing delivery and cinema patrons practising social distancing. But catering sector lawmaker Tommy Jung has rejected suggestions to close restaurants to help contain the coronavirus. He says transmission risks still still exist even if restaurants stop operating and people continue to socialise. Speaking on the sidelines of a restaurant disinfection campaign in Lan Kwai Fong, Mr Cheung said it would be a wrong move for the government to order restaurants to shut their doors. We always have to balance uh, how much risk you reduce by closing restaurants or bars, as opposed to uh, opening up, but you cause a lot of jobs, how much uh, uh, are you reducing? How many cases will you be reducing? If people still socialize out on the streets down there, with a 7-Eleven shop, you can buy beer and whatever drinks you can, stand on the street side and uh, do not social distancing, but close social contacts. You've got the same problem. Lan Kwai Fong chairman Alan Zeman is also against the idea. He says nine people who've been to restaurants and bars in Lan Kwai Fong have been confirmed with the coronavirus, but he insisted there's no proof that the patients were infected in the entertainment and dining area that he founded. He says the government should subsidise operators to help pay wages should it decide to close bars and restaurants. There are 250,000 people that are employed in this industry. And the industry is not the IT industry. It's really quite localized, and uh, the salaries are not so high. Most of the people have families, uh, chefs, cooks, waiters, waitresses, many, many different kind of people. And so I think the government has to really consider very carefully And the president of the Federation of Restaurants believes bar and restaurant closures aren't necessary because there hasn't been a widespread coronavirus outbreak here yet. Simon Wong also says there are already very few customers now. 
at nighttime, probably about 80 or 90 percent of the restaurants have a drop of business. And that means there are actually not too many people in the restaurant. If the government educate people to distance themselves within each other, you can see that actually you couldn't find any customers within a radius of uh, three meters. Mr Wong also says that if the government really goes ahead and closes restaurants and bars, it should be prepared to offer compensation to the catering industry. They should have some kind of compensation uh, to the employer as well as to the employees. Take uh, Singapore or England as an example. In England, um, the Prime Minister uh, Boris Johnson also announced that the government would subsidise 80% of the salary of those affected uh, restaurants and bars. So Hong Kong can do the same way. A microbiologist says the government should introduce what he calls martial law level measures to curb the spread of COVID-19. Hopak Leung from the University of Hong Kong says without tougher measures, Hong Kong risks becoming another Wuhan, the original epicentre of the outbreak. Apart from bar and restaurant closures, Dr Ho suggested reducing public transport hours and banning all non-residents from entering the SAR. The pro-democracy bloc in Lejko is calling on the government to immediately close the city's borders to non-residents to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. A number of countries have already decided to close their borders amid the coronavirus outbreak. The government has said the majority of people entering the city are local residents returning home and non-residents make up less than 10% of entries now. However, the Civic Party's Kwok Kaki says the city's medical resources are already being stretched and there's no more spare capacity to accommodate more patients. Think, if we are not doing anything now, one week later, all the negative pressure room will be filled up. Where would our other patients going to? They will be jammed into normal medical wards without negative measure, without adequate equipment to protect against the spread of the disease. If the disease is going to spread around in the hospital, all the patients who are forced to be in the hospital, like patients with heart diseases, cardiovascular diseases, cancer, they are all subjected to the same risk of having a disease. You remember the story about SARS. We don't want to copy this again. Meanwhile, the mainland has reported no new local coronavirus cases, but confirmed another 39 imported infections. Nine more people died, all in the epicenter city of Wuhan. President Trump has announced increased federal aid to tackle the coronavirus in the hotspot states of New York, California and Washington. Field hospitals are to be set up, offering thousands of extra beds. A Navy ship is being sent to Los Angeles to provide additional medical services. Mr Trump told a White House news briefing that major disaster declarations in the worst affected states would help ease the situation. This is a challenging time for all Americans. We're enduring a great national trial, and we will prove that we can meet the moment. I want to assure the American people that we're doing everything we can each day to confront and ultimately defeat this horrible, invisible enemy. We're at war. There are now more than 31,000 cases across the U.S. with 390 deaths. A trillion-dollar Senate proposal to rescue the reeling U.S. economy has received zero support from Democrats. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. The sticking point appears to be the emphasis given to corporate America over the needs of the country's workers, many of whom have lost their jobs because of the coronavirus. President Trump said he wanted the money used to help businesses and to alleviate the hardship being experienced by people around the US. 
Another complication is that several Republican senators are now in self-isolation, and one, Ron Paul from Kentucky, has tested positive for COVID-19. Mr Trump said they were looking into the possibility of allowing senators to take part in future votes remotely, possibly from hospital. Delhi and several Indian states have been put under lockdown till the end of this month to contain the spread of the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan. India, with its 1.3 billion population, is anxious and nervous. The authorities are aware that its underfunded healthcare system cannot cope if the outbreak becomes more widespread. At the same time, a national lockdown, as happened in China, could create chaos and would make hundreds of millions jobless. As a first step, it announced a voluntary curfew on Sunday, and several state governments have extended the lockdown. All private and government offices and schools will be closed, but chemists, petrol pumps, grocery shops and dairies will remain open. The New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says the country will shut all non-essential services, schools and offices over the next 48 hours. She also raised the coronavirus alert status to the second highest available. The head of Italy's Civil Protection Service, Angelo Borelli, has expressed cautious optimism about the latest daily figures for new infections and deaths attributed to COVID-19. There were slight drops in the numbers. The president of the Italian Board of Health, Franco Locatelli, also expressed hope that the country's stringent measures were taking effect. We obviously do not want to get caught up in premature enthusiasm, let alone overinterpret this trend. Undoubtedly, we welcome this positive signal because we're reaching the point where we expect to see tangible signs about the effectiveness of the confinement measures that we've taken. Germany is banning gatherings of more than two people in public outside work as it tightens measures to try to stem the coronavirus pandemic. Those who live in the same household are exempt. People will also be banned from socialising at home with others who are not part of their household. The announcement was made by Chancellor Angela Merkel, who called on people to cooperate with the measures. I am very moved by how many people are adhering to these social distancing rules. It is how we show care for the older people and people with underlying health issues for whom this virus is most dangerous. In short, this is how we save lives. In more local news, the DAB party has urged authorities not to pay wages and allowances to a pro-democracy district councillor in Tung Chung. Several residents from the district joined a DAB protest outside government headquarters in Tamar against comments made by Councillor Sheep Wong, who said he wouldn't serve anyone who supported Article 23 national security legislation. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow lost to Mr Wong in November's elections. He says he's received complaints from residents. Mr Wong, by refusing to serve district residents because of their different political stance, we believe that he is against the very principle of the duty of district councillor. And we urge the government to take appropriate actions to deal with this situation. For instance, stop offering the remuneration or settling the expenses incurred by his office. To finance news, Hong Kong stocks dropped more than 5% when trading opened this morning with investors spooked by the rising worldwide coronavirus death toll and the failed trillion-dollar emergency economic proposal in the U.S. Senate. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,949, down 855 points. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.04 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 7 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 3 cents. 
To sports news, the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has admitted that the Summer Tokyo Olympics may have to be postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. Mr Abe told Parliament his country was still committed to holding the Games in its complete form, but postponing them may become inevitable if they could not be held safely. Here's the BBC's Rupert Wingfield-Hayes. Prime Minister Abe's statement is an acknowledgement of what has been obvious to many here in Japan for some time. The COVID-19 pandemic means the Tokyo Games probably cannot go ahead on time in July. Mr Abe's statement came hours after the International Olympic Committee had said it was making contingency plans, including the possibility of postponing the Games. But Mr Abe and the IOC say no final decision will be made for another month. And with some more sports news, here's Atom Jung. The Secretary-General of the Namibian Paralympic Committee, Mike Hamkoya, has called for the Paralympics to be postponed. Several Namibian athletes were hoping to qualify for the Games at next week's national championships in South Africa, but that's been cancelled. He says a delay of the Tokyo Games will ensure a much fairer and more competitive Paralympics. Postponement, it will give us more time and everybody to get ready to be able to participate on their dream event because we also want quality participation and quality competition. So your athletes going to compete, they will not be on top uh, way to perform because it will be like three months or so that they will be out of training and that will, even though they have made the qualifying standard, they will not perform the same if, as when they are training every day until the, the day of the competition. So, I mean, postponement will really uh, give us a, a, it will give us a chance for everybody to recover. And I believe then we can deliver the best game that we are all hoping for. The Australian Football League player Chad Wingard says he will not visit his family now that the season is over. On Sunday, the AFL suspended its season for at least two months, while the women's AFLW finals have been cancelled and voided. It follows further border closures by the Australian government. Wingard says he wants to protect his family's health. I love my family, but I want what's safer for them. I don't want to see my grandma, um, my old man, because obviously indigenous um, population are more susceptible to it. Um, I want to make sure that they're safe. It's, um, my dad's got obviously uh, diabetes, and so those guys are a lot more susceptible to getting really sick from this. So I, I don't want to go home. I want to make sure that I'm isolated, that they're isolated, and that they've got the best chance to get through this without putting them at risk further. So I will definitely won't be seeing family if it's going to put them at risk. Despite the AFL's announcement, Australia's National Rugby League and A-League Soccer have both vowed to continue competition until they're told not to by the Australian government. Both sports are currently held behind closed doors. Thanks, Adam. The top stories once again. An executive councillor says he and the other experts on the government's advisory panel agree that all bars and restaurants should be closed, while the federation representing the food and beverage industry rejects the call. The news from RTHK. Would you care to dance, Grandmother?
And welcome to the One Two Three Show this Monday, the twenty third of March, twenty twenty. Yes, it's Monday again. If you're working from home, I know all the days blend into one, but it is Monday. I'm Karen Co, sitting in for Noreen Mir today. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. And we have a really busy show for you today. In our regular Trash Talk segment, segment, we're going to learn about the latest on electronic waste recycling, which is actually called WE. Marcy Trent Long is going to talk